0: Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Rising Podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and this is an introduction for our guests for this audio piece. We were talking to Jamie Adambaum Hinshaw, who fights out Albu- Albuquerque, New Mexico from the Fit NHB camp. She'll be taking on Kana Azakura in a super atom weight match. At Bellator Japan, during the postlims of the show, this will be happening right after the uh, main card ends. Uh, she's on a three-fight win streak, uh, is the current King of the Cage Bantamweight Champion after defeating Melissa Caragianis back in two thousand seventeen, and. She is a force to be reckoned with in the Atomweight division. I do have to say, uh, this is going to be a very, very competitive fight between these two ladies. Um, and could be uh, Kana's toughest King of the Cage challenge up until this point. Uh, with that being said, enjoy his interview with Jamie and Hinshaw. So, Jamie, thank you very much for uh, talking to us. I really appreciate you ta- ta- taking your time out to uh, talk to uh, to us on the We Are Rising podcast. Uh,
1: it's a pleasure.
0: Uh, so just tell us a little bit about yourself. So for fight, for fight fans who not may not be familiar with you, tell us a little bit about who you are, how you got into the fight game, all that stuff.
1: Um, well, I've been... I was raised here at Albuquerque, New Mexico, and if anyone knows New Mexico is a fighting state, it's like the way of life around here. (laughs) Um, So I've always had it in me, um, but I was never in any sports or anything like that whenever I was a kid, and my daughter when she was a little bit older, she wanted to do the Fit Kids program at my gym, Fit HB, and she wanted me to work out with her, so the reason why I'm a fighter today is because of her. You know what I mean? I would have never stepped into the gym and been able to be where I'm at if I didn't go to support her. I,
0: was, so. I think that's the first time I ever heard someone, a fighter, ever say a, their child urged in the fight. I, I don't think I've ever heard that before. It might, that might You might be the first one, the first major fighter to ever have that, as far as I know. Um, so so you like? did you ever do anything like, I know you said you you weren't really an athlete, but did you do anything as a kid or something or anything? Were you into sports or or watch martial arts movies or anything regarding um, martial arts? Uh,
1: No, I was actually not that good of a kid. I sat there and I drank, I smoked, you know what I mean? I sat there, I was like 11 years old, sitting there smoking pot and cigarettes, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't an option, <laughs> yeah. especially w- where I grew up and been bounced around. Um, yeah, sports wasn't – I couldn't be able to get into it. I always wanted to do gymnastics and stuff like that, but I just we couldn't afford it. So, I yeah, I never had any any background in any type of sports or anything. The closest I think I've gotten to was going bodies and going and getting in fights and just wanting to um, – mess around with the with the guys and stuff. So yeah.
0: So so when was a point where I guess either you, your coaches, or whoever said, Jamie, you're good at this. We wanna put you or, 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 or we want to put you on the amateur circuit and then eventually uh, get you to the pro circuit?
1: Um actually I was training there for a little while and they don't push people. Um it's all up to you. Um, I decided that I wanted to give it a try, and they helped prepare me. They're like, "Okay, if this is what you want to do, you have to take it serious, and these are the steps you have to take." Um, and I listened to them, and I I had a very great uh, amateur career. Um, I went three and one. You know, my only loss was whenever I went up a weight class and on a short notice call. Um, so. Yeah, and I was sitting there for an amateur for I think inactive for ten months because I couldn't get a fight. No one wanted to fight me because of my record, because I was I was finishing girls in the first round. So we just me and my coach decided, well, I want to continue to do this. So let's go to the pro levels because we can't get any fights. Um, and then it just kind of took off from there.
0: Uh, your first fight was no. The, the the interesting thing about the atom weight division is that. The talent is is like massive, but the pool is small. So like, what you fought fighters who I've talked to before, like uh, Musa Karajanis, Alicia Zapatella, Who was your first fight? It, it, it seems you all. It's almost like a six degrees of uh, separation of everybody, where everybody's like connected to one one another in some way. Uh, do you think the Adam weight division in America, or just like in general, do you think? Do you think that is a division that that gets ver- that a lot of people don't pay attention to, um, but should get attention just because of the amount of talent that's in it? Uh,
1: yes, uh, I think that they don't um, think that us us fighters at a lower class, uh, lower weight class, can put on a good show, um, and I think that that's total BS. Um, I think we put on a great show. I think we're very entertaining, especially us women at the small weights. Um, they don't think that we can have knockout power, but I've seen girls at my weight or a little bit heavier knockout girls. So it's yeah. I think that we are not appreciated and not um, sought out after as we should be. I think we're very entertaining fighters, and
0: yeah, I think uh, that- they should. Notices, Adam weights. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. And I would definitely say that probably next to the Lightweight, probably the most exciting division in Ryzen right now in that promotion is the uh, women's uh, super weight division, as they call it, just because the amount of talent. And you will be facing off against uh, one of them, uh, Kana uh, Azakura, uh, who uh, are you familiar with her at all as a fighter before this fight got uh, announced?
1: Um, honestly, no, I wasn't. I don't really follow too much of the fighters and stuff like that. I kind of more or less try to focus on myself and my training cap.
0: <laughs> uh, but uh, do you, have you seen videos of her and just like with the clips of how she fights and all that stuff?
1: I've seen one of her fights, but um, I, I don't know, like to watch video of my um, opponents. That's my coach's job and everything like that. Cause they're more experienced. They know what um, they're looking for. So, um, and like I said, I've only been in this game for a little bit over six years, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm all like, I, I'd rather put my trust in them in my, than in myself with this stuff, so yeah, I just trust that they're going to um, guide me, right, and they haven't let me down so far.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, her most recent fight was against somebody who you faced, uh, Alicia Zabatella, who, which, who was your first fight, and one thing I want to ask about uh, your fight against Alicia, that was your first pro fight. And uh, unfortunately, you did lose it. I'm just curious to know how did how did it, you come back? Because it's a lot of MMA fighters who who get their first loss in their pro fight. A lot of times, their careers don't continue on, but yours has. Can you just talk about not letting your first pro loss set you back uh, as a fighter?
1: Um, well, whenever I first my first uh, punch exchanged, knocked her down, and I didn't try to. Um, my inexperience made me lose that fight but i did um i got a little bit warmed up in the third round and started stuffing her shots but it was a little bit too late and you know what i mean in the fight and that's the reason why i lost so uh, that's why i continued i was like i know i'm better than this i know that i can beat her um if i would have just had a little bit more experience or whatever i i would have had that fight i would have had that w so um yeah, I just continue. Like I said, I know what I'm capable of. I know what I have done before. So I'm all like, yes, yeah, so let's just keep working harder and everything like that. Because most of my opponents, they've all had, um, like I said, Leisha patal, she's, you know, a wrestler. And she almost went to the Olympics and everything like that. And she's an active wrestler. So, uh, for me to be able to do that and not have no, um, background in any type of sports, I think I did pretty good. And, you know what I mean? Um, so, like I said, all, all my opponents have ha- had the experience um, being an athlete before and having the more cage time than me. So, yeah, I think I do great <laughs> in it's, there with them.
0: And how is your training right now? You is there For your fights, do you just train one specific way or does your coaches adjust the training to what they think? will be the best game plan, plan for their opponents. Is there anything you could talk about that regarding this fight coming up?
1: Um, my coaches just, like I said, they put me in different scenarios, what they think or whatever, and we just basically work on my strengths and my weaknesses. So we're just working on myself all the way around, just trying to get myself better and um, a, complete mo- a mixed martial artist, so that's kind of what we focus on is more or less just me and how to get around it.
0: <laughs> and uh, one of your strengths uh, right now as a fighter is, uh, you know, it's so funny cause that there's a lot of fighters who, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey, her signature move was the armbar. It looks like your signature move is the rear naked choke, which is how you got the King of the Cage uh, Atomweight Championship uh, by defeating Melissa Karagiannis. And as well, I think you have two other um, wins by rear naked choke in your pro record as well. So how's that? Tell us about like how that move has become kind of your finishing move. Is that just something that you that you worked on so much, and and you once you get someone's back, you can just get that move in easily? Or like, can you just talk about how the rear naked choke is like your finishing move?
1: Well, I don't plan on you know go out there and go get the rear naked choke. Um, It usually my striking and um, my takedowns or whatever end up. Me in that position, and then they just don't like to get punched in the face, so they turn their back. And if they give me the opportunity, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to just let it go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to capitalize on their mistakes. Um, that's really usually how that goes down. <laughs> I don't, like I said, I don't really plan on that as my um, as my game plan. like I said. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Mm-hmm. And so, is, I'm curious to know as well. Is this uh, your first time that you're going to be in Japan?
1: Uh, yes, first time being overseas.
0: Oh, oh, okay. So, how does it feel to be having a fight like this in Japan? Uh, like what, 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 what? Are your, how do you feel about it like that? You're just getting such a big fight on such a big stage already so far in your career.
1: Um. Once, Whenever I was an amateur, that was one of my goals, was to make it to and fight in Japan. Um, so this is like another checklist, you know what I mean, um, off of the list. So it's just an amazing opportunity. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I don't know what else to say.
0: <laughs> um, is, there, um, is there anything that you, like, do you have any plans to do anything while you're in Japan? Or... I mean, it's gonna be close to New Year, so I don't know if you're gonna be in Japan while New Year's is going on. But do you, is there anything that you're planning to do while you're in Japan um, that you thought of?
1: Um, I'm just gonna try, like, try to see what I can do, but I'm not gonna let that um, distract me from my what my job is to go there to do. I'm go there to go kick some ass, you know what I mean. And if um, walking around or doing certain things gonna uh, distract me, then I probably won't do it. But um, I'm excited to just be able to experience the culture, just the environment, the scenery, everything.
0: Hmm. Uh, so I want to talk a, little, a bit about your team, Fit NHB. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, when they think of uh, MMA camps from New Mexico, they obviously think of the big one, Jackson Wink. But Fit Eight NHB obviously has a has quite a uh, a roster of uh, people. You uh Charles Bennett, I think trained there. Also, Tim Means, uh, UFC fighter. Uh, the coach Thomas Schulte. Uh, and the uh, Vaughns and John Judy. Uh, what what about that team is that I, I kind of like a lot of people? I guess, maybe don't pay attention to like, just like, what makes that team so good? That that, that you chose to stick with them for, through this um through all this.
1: Um, I think. My team is great. Um, they've gotten me to where I'm at in the short amount of time. You know what I mean? So I know where I'm at it's, is where I should be. Um, there's a lot of people that go in and out of Jackson's. It's just I think they have too much of a big roster. Um, and us over at FinHB, we're more of a close-knit, um, kind of more or less like family. Mm-hmm. And um, It's just like having, uh, like in school, if you have a big class and one teacher, you know, a lot of those students aren't going to get recognized or get the attention they need. And over there at FIT, we have, you know, a smaller thing with our coaches and it's it's more hands-on and they actually know us as a fighter. So um, I love that about them.
0: (laughs) No, no, also... There's apparently other problems at Jackson, Wingo, John, which I don't want to get into. And everybody can just look them up on their own free time. Um, another question I, I'm curious to know is your nickname, your fire nickname, I should say, is the, is Adam Bomb. How did that name get earned?
1: Um, actually, whenever I went to uh, my fight camp for defend, uh, whenever I went to go defend my belt um, against being the win, my coach during the fight camp, he's all like, you're like a little atom bomb. And then, um, after the fight, someone, uh fan had commented underneath my, um, my post and called me atom bomb too. So I was like, that's it. You know what I mean? Um, i all like, that's my nickname. <laughs> okay. I
0: didn't
1: ever want, yeah, but- I didn't want to make up my own nickname. I think that's kind of cheesy. So <laughs> I, I waited for it to come naturally and yeah, that's,
0: that was it. <laughs> well, so did you have a nickname before that, or was there like, did you just go by Jamie Henshaw whenever they announced your name?
1: Yeah, I just went by Jamie Henshaw.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so uh, I also want to ask, is that um, I'm curious to know about what happened? Is that well, this uh, it's been a, almost a year, probably, actually probably over a year since your last fight. Uh, is there anything that happened between the uh, then and the uh, and now uh, with the layoff? that you could talk about?
1: Uh, yeah, I I had scheduled to fight, um, and we were on our way. Um, I was in fight camp, and then I got injured, and I had to have surgery on my uh, bicep, and it just was 90% like detached, and I had to re-anchor it. <laughs> but it's all fine now, and then I was scheduled to have another fight, but then that girl got injured and had to have surgery. (laughs) So um, it's kind of been just, you know what I mean, either me or my opponent got injured, um, and the timing just wasn't right, I guess. Um, And I've just been waiting to see if they could have a replacement, and we just haven't had anything. So um, I'm excited to be able to have an opportunity to be able to get back in the cage.
0: Because sometimes, you know, Sometimes, uh, ring rust, or I should say in this case, cage rust can happen. Do you feel like you have had any cage rust or were you back at that, were you back at that gym just as soon as the doctor said, you can go back, were you just back there going, (coughs) drilling and you know, it was not like, it was like a day you didn't miss any days off.
1: Uh, yeah, we, we go, I went back as soon as I could and I was doing whatever I could to get back into the gym, um. And I actually don't believe in ring rust or whatever, or cage rust. I, I think that's kind of um, BS. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, I've seen people go on there. It's like either you have it or you don't. Um, it doesn't matter what. It's just like riding a bike. You don't forget that.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so so you have the fight with Conor Azakura and, and you win it. What would be next for you? Uh, would, would do you have anything in talks with like Cain the Cage, uh, Bellator, uh, Ryzen, another, any other other organizations that you could talk about? Um, that, uh, that either you would like to have, or you, you you'd like to have happen, or is there anything in the talks right now? Anything you could talk about right now with that?
1: Um, right now, I'm just focused on this fight, and um. After that, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? I don't want to plan too much ahead or anything like that. Like I said, we're we're just going to focus on this fight and see what happens and then go from there. Mm -hmm. I would love to fight for Horizon. You know what I mean? I love their rule sets. (laughs) It's more like a street fight, more Mm -hmm. like what I'm used to. So that would be something that possibly be interested in.
0: Uh, unfortunately, though, I think you'll be fighting under the Unified Rules set and also in a cage as well, if I'm correct. uh,
1: No, uh, we're fighting under the Rise Rules, and we get to have elbows as well.
0: So, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, okay, so okay. So you're, you're fighting, yeah. is that Rise 20? It's not the Bellator show that you're, you're going to be I fighting? No,
1: it, it's, it's the Bellator slash Ryzen show, but um, like only some fighters, if you go to the... Ryzen Instagram or whatever, um, it'll show you underneath like what the weight is, like the unified, like the rules. Like there's Fedor and them, they yeah. have the unified rules, but uh, ah, okay, fight that we we do have the we have the we have the awesome rules.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, great. So uh, that that's gonna be my my next question. So how does it feel to be this will be this will probably be your first time under Ryzen rules. I'm uh, I'm guessing I don't think you've ever been in a fu- uh, a match. Where they've allowed soccer kicks and all that. So how does it feel that, you know, just that that rule set that you never probably have ever worked, you get to, fight, get to have a chance at? You're excited for that?
1: Yes, I'm very excited. Like I said, um, I used to do that whenever I would be out in the streets fighting. So, like I said, it's like a street fight. It's something that I'm actually kind of used to. I know I haven't done it professionally or in the cage or the ring. And in practice, but um, I've done it before in my life, so it's nothing new to me.
0: Gotcha. And uh, with the elbows, usually with elbows, uh, both opponents have to agree to it. Was that that was something you agreed to? You when they came to you, you're like, do you want elbows in this fight? And I'm assuming you said yes.
1: Um, no, we wanted elbows, so uh, we asked, and they came back with an yes.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and and so and the fight will be in a cage. I believe, right? They do, they're doing the cage, I think, right?
1: Um, I don't know. My contract says um the ring, but it does say subject to change, so I don't know. Like I've I've been working in the ring, I've been in the cage before, so either way I'll be prepared.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um Ah yes, I got the press release. Okay. Yeah, they, they, when they send the press release to us, they're, they're, all these fights had so many different rules and all that stuff. I lost my mind just looking at this whole thing, so thank you for correcting me on that. Um, actually, I'm just curious to know as well. So there's another opponent, uh, well, somebody who, who, who's been your opponent, uh, Andy Nguyen, will, will be handing, having a fight on the same show uh, that you will be on. I'm just curious to know as well, are you going to be paying attention to her fight against Aishimizu? Or as soon as your fight's done or, you know, or you're you're not even like thinking about, you know, what your former opponent has is going to be doing.
1: Um, I've actually never fought, uh, Andy Nguyen. I've
0: fought B Nguyen. Oh Um, oh my God. Yes, you're right. You're right. Okay. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have, uh, like we follow each other on Instagram and everything like that. I've met her before. Um, she's a very bubbly chick. (laughs) Um. Like I said, we uh, she had left King of the Cage whenever I was the Adam Weight champion, and she said before, like you know, I wouldn't come back to King of the Cage, um, you know what I mean, to fight you or anything like that. So, yeah, I don't think we'll our paths will cross, and if so, then it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. But yeah, I'm not focused on anyone else but my myself. And then after my fight, I'm gonna go and just enjoy the fight, the rest of the fights.
0: Yes, you're correct. You, I stand corrected. Being Nguyen, not Andy wind. so many, so many wins in the super atom weight division around the world, apparently. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm just also curious to know. So what else, What do you do in uh, when you're not uh, training for a fight or at the gym? Is there anything that you do? Hobbies, interests? What? You, anything that you do outside?
1: I'm a full-time mom and a wife and a fighter um, outside of the gym because I'm always on the go. I usually just like to come home and relax and spend time with the family and watch movies or cartoons or something like that.
0: Gotcha. Um, So since your daughter got you into uh, this whole fight thing, do you ever foresee your daughter ever going to it as well or do you want want her to just kind of, I don't want to say stay away, but just keep her keep her casually going to the gym, just but not like become a pro fighter like you. Or do you want her to? Any thoughts on that?
1: Uh, she does train and she does compete in like jujitsu competitions. She is taking an interest in wanting to compete. You know what I mean in the mixed martial arts. Um, that I I kind of I'll support her. You know what I mean, but I don't like really encourage it. I don't want her to be a fighter. I don't like. I don't want to see her getting hit in the face or anything like that. um, Because that's my baby, you know what I mean. Um, But I don't mind her doing like uh, the jujitsu competitions or anything like that. But yeah, this mixed martial arts and all that stuff is a little bit more dangerous, and I I would hope that she would pick something else. But like I said, either way, I'll still support her and everything.
0: Uh, so I'm one of the things I always like to find out is about fighters and their tattoos. And I understand that you have a tattoo on your around your bicep on your right shoulder. I I, it's very hard for me to tell what it is, but can you just talk about what it is and what the inspiration for getting that tattoo was?
1: Um, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. Um, I was at the tattoo shop and because we used to hang out there a lot because we were friends, and it was Valentine's Day, and my husband, he's like. Let's give you a tattoo. And, then, and I seen like a picture of this fairy holding a skull with the moon in the background. And I was like, can you do that? <laughs> and that's kind of basically how that happened. <laughs>
0: do you have plans to get any other tattoos? Or was that just, that was one and done. You're not getting any more.
1: I, I have a few other tattoos. I have, I have four tattoos. Um, one's on my hip. And that one was a cover-up because whenever I was 16, I was stupid and got, like, kind of basically a gel tattoo um, from my cousin that just got out of prison. He made his own needle and everything and ink and tatted me up when we were drinking for my 16th birthday party. Um, but so I had to have that covered up. Um, I would love to get some more tattoos. It's just my profession and everything. It's, it would keep me out of the gym for a little while because I wouldn't want to mess up my tattoo. <laughs> I so, uh, that's kind of deterred me from getting more. Um, but, yes, I would, I would
0: love to get more tattoos. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so, um, I, I just want to give you an opportunity as well. I, I, there's really no more questions I have. Well, actually, yeah, I guess one more question I have um, uh, is that for, for Fight fans who are not familiar with you, who have never seen you fight, this will be the, their first time watching you fight, what can you... Tell them they can expect to see you, uh, Jamie Adambaum Hinshaw, as a fighter uh, fighting at uh, Bellator uh, and Bellator in Japan.
1: Well, um, like I said, you you'll see a little Adam Bomb <laughs> just like my name. Um, if they want, they could get a little sneak peek. Look me up uh, uh, on YouTube. My latest fight was with B. Win, and just kind of check that out and. You'll find
0: out what I'm about. Mm-hmm. And that's being to win, not ending win, just so I know and everybody else knows. But uh, with that, Jamie, um, I just want to uh, pass it off to you, That uh, give any shout-outs to anybody you want, to your team, your sponsor, plug your social media where fans can talk to you, uh, all that good stuff. Uh,
1: yes, I want to a, get a shout-out to my husband, He's my num- and my daughter. They're my number one supporters and fans. Um, my team, my gym, my coaches at HB, everyone that's helped me out um, in the past and in the future, and in the present. Like, thank you so much um, to the fans and the organizations. If it wasn't and my sponsors, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be able to be able to go on that on the stage and perform and do what I love. So. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. I love you guys so much for that. Um, catch me uh, on Instagram at HinshawJ. I'm also on Twitter and Facebook.
0: Uh, is that is that the same name for both of them? Uh, for. Uh...
1: Um, I I'm not too sure with m- my Twitter name, and um, my Facebook is Jamie Adambaum Um I don't really use Twitter as much. I'm not that savvy with it. <laughs> I'm mostly on my Instagram. So I'll that's tell you, why i you, are not missing,
0: you're not missing anything with Twitter at all. It's, I hate it so much, but I have to, I unfortunately, I have to use it in the podcast game. Unfortunately, um, yep. as well, I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, in case Kana Azakura ever listens to this audio, you know, I want you to give the opportunity to say whatever you want to or about her, positive or negative. The floor is yours.
1: Um, you know what I mean? I respect her. She's a great martial artist. She's all the way around good, but I honestly think that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to steal the show and I'm going to get that W.
0: And we are talking to Jamie Adambaum Hinshaw, who will be fighting Kaz- Azakura at Bellator 237, also known as Bellator and Ryzen, Japan. Uh, she, they will, the fight will be available on the Bellator app Uh, In the post limbs, so just download the Bellator app on your phone uh, As well possibly be available on PC, but I do not know as of now But uh, Jamie want to thank you once again for talking to us Uh, We're wishing you best of luck in your fight. It's gonna be a great fight to watch. We love the Adam weight division uh, in Japan and just in general because it's an it's a like we said before it's a it's an under the radar division that doesn't get the attention it deserves And I think it's going to be a very competitive fight. And we're definitely looking forward to uh, the outcome.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.
0: No problem. We hope to see you in a Bellator cage or a Rising Ring at some point. We'd definitely love to talk to you again uh, if that ever happens.
1: Awesome.
0: Okay, take care. Have a great day.
1: You too.